Thursday after Ash Wednesday. God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. O God, our help in ages past, our hope for years to come, our shelter from the stormy blast, and our eternal home. Beneath the shadow of your throne, your saints have dwelt secure. Sufficient is your arm alone, and our defense is sure. Before the hills in order stood, or earth received her frame, from everlasting you are God, to endless years the same. A thousand ages in your sight are like an evening gone, short as the watch that ends the night before the rising sun. Time, like an ever-rolling stream, bears all its suns away. They fly forgotten as a, a dream dies at the opening day. O God, our help in ages past, our hope for years to come. Be now our guide while life shall last, and our eternal home. Their own strength could not save them. It was your strength and the light of your face. We heard with our own ears, O God, our fathers have told us the story of the things you did in their days, you yourself, in days long ago. To plant them you uprooted the nations, to let them spread you laid peoples low. No sword of their own won the land, no arm of their own brought them victory. It was your right hand, your arm, and the light of your face, for you loved them. It is you, my King, my God, who granted victories to Jacob. Through you we beat our, down our foes. In your name we trampled our aggressors. For it was not in my bow that I trusted, nor yet was I saved by my sword. It was you who saved us from our foes. It was you who put our foes to shame. All day long our boast was in God, and we praised your name without ceasing. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Their own strength could not save them. It was your strength and the light of your face. Turn back to the Lord. He will not hide his face. Yet now you have rejected us, disgraced us. You no longer go forth with our armies. You make us retreat from the foe, and our enemies plunder us at will. You make us like sheep for the slaughter and scatter us among the nations. You sell your own people for nothing and make no profit by the sale. You make us the taunt of our neighbors, the laughingstock of all who are near. Among the nations you make us a byword, among the peoples a thing of derision. All day long my disgrace is before me, my face is covered with shame. At the voice of the taunter, the scoffer, at the sight of the foe and avenger. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Turn back to the Lord, he will not hide his face. Arise, Lord, do not abandon us forever. This befell us, though we had not forgotten you, though we had not been false to your covenant, though we had not withdrawn our hearts, though our feet had not strayed from your path. Yet you have crushed us in a place of sorrows, and covered us with the shadow of death. Had we forgotten the name of our God, or stretched out our hands to another God, would not God have found this out, he who knows the secrets of the heart? It is for you we face death all day long, and are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Awake, O Lord, why do you sleep? Arise, do not reject us forever. Why do you hide your face and forget our oppression and misery? For we are brought down low to the dust, our body lies prostrate on the earth. Stand up and come to our help. Redeem us because of your love.
Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Lord Jesus, you foretold that we would share in the persecutions that brought you to a violent death. The Church, formed at the cost of your precious blood, is even now conformed to your passion. May it be transformed, now and eternally, by the power of your resurrection. Arise, Lord, do not abandon us forever. Whoever meditates on the law of the Lord will bring forth much fruit at harvest time. A reading from the beginning of the book of Exodus. These are the names of the son of Israel who, accompanied by their households, migrated with Jacob into Egypt. Reuben, Simeon, Levi, and Judah, Issachar, Zebulun, and Benjamin, Dan, and Naphtali, Gad, and Asher. The total number of the direct descendants of Jacob's was 70. Joseph was already in Egypt. Now Joseph and all his brothers and that whole generation died. But the Israelites were fruitful and prolific. They became so numerous and strong that the land was filled with them. Then a new king, who knew nothing of Joseph, came to power in Egypt. He said to his subjects, Look how numerous and powerful the Israelite people are growing more so than we ourselves. Come, let us deal shrewdly with them to stop their increase. Otherwise, in time of war, they too may join our enemies to fight against us, and so leave our country. Accordingly, taskmasters were set over the Israelites to oppress them with forced labor. Thus they had to build for Pharaoh the supply cities of Pithom and Ramses. Yet the more they were oppressed, the more they multiplied and spread. The Egyptians then, dreaded the Israelites and reduced them to cruel slavery, making life bitter for them with hard work in mortar and brick and all kinds of field work, the whole cruel fate of slaves. The king of Egypt told the Hebrew midwives, one of whom was called Shifra, and the other Puah, when you act as midwives for the Hebrew women and see them giving birth, if it is a boy, kill him, but if it is a girl, she may live. The midwives, however, feared God, They did not do as the king of Egypt had ordered them, but let the boys live. So the king summoned the midwives and asked them, Why have you acted thus, allowing the boys to live? The midwives answered Pharaoh, The Hebrew women are not like the Egyptian women. They are robust and give birth before the midwife arrives. Therefore God dealt well with the midwives. The people, too, increased and grew strong. And because the midwives feared God, he built up families for them. Pharaoh then commanded all his subjects, Throw into the river every boy that is born to the Hebrews, but you may let all the girls live. The Word of the Lord The Lord said to Abraham, Know this for certain, your children will be exiles in a land not their own, enslaved and oppressed for four hundred years. Then I will punish the nation that enslaved them. I am the Lord, your Saver and Redeemer. Then I will punish the nation that enslaved them. Reading from a sermon by St. Leo the Great, Pope. Dear friends, at every moment the earth is full of the mercy of God, and nature itself is a lesson for all the faithful in the worship of God. The heavens, the sea, and all that is in them bear witness to the goodness and omnipotence of their Creator, and the marvelous beauty of the elements as they obey Him demands from the intelligent creation a fitting expression of its gratitude. 
but with the return of that season marked out in a special way by the mystery of our redemption, and of the days that lead up to the Paschal Feast, we are summoned more urgently to prepare ourselves by a purification of spirit. The special note of the Paschal Feast is this. The whole church rejoices in the forgiveness of sins. It rejoices in the forgiveness not only of those who are then reborn in holy baptism, but also of those who are already numbered among God's adopted children. Initially, men are made new by the rebirth of baptism, yet there is still required a daily renewal to repair the shortcomings of our mortal nature, and whatever degree of progress has been made, there is no one who should not be more advanced. All must therefore strive to ensure that on the day of redemption no one may be found in the sins of his former life. Dear friends, what the Christian should be doing at all times should be done now with greater care and devotion, so that the Lenten fast enjoined by the apostles may be fulfilled not simply by abstinence from food, but above all by the renunciation of sin. There is no more profitable practice as a companion to holy and spiritual fasting than that of almsgiving. This embraces under the single name of mercy many excellent works of devotion, so that the good intentions of all the faithful may be of equal value, even where their means are not. The love that we owe both God and man is always free from any obstacle that would prevent us from having a good intention. The angels sang, Glory to God in the highest and peace to his people on earth. The person who shows love and compassion to those in any kind of affliction is blessed, not only with virtue of goodwill, but also with the gift of peace. The works of mercy are innumerable. Their very variety brings this advantage to those who are true Christians, that in the manner of almsgiving, not only the rich and affluent, but also those of average means and the poor are able to play their part. Those who are unequal in their capacity to give can be equal in the love within their hearts. This time of fasting opens the gates of heaven to us. Let us welcome it and pray that when Easter comes we may share the joy of the risen Lord. In all we do, let us show that we are the servants of God, that when Easter comes we may share the joy of the risen Lord. Let us pray. Lord, may everything we do begin with your inspiration, continue with your help, and reach perfection under your guidance. We ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Let us praise the Lord and give him thanks.